And I'd like you to try to get those bridges for that boy today. I'll try. Hi, I'm Shaky, and these are my tales of times forgotten. This is Shaky Subject Matter. All right, SHKE Radio come to you live from Studio 306 in Pool, Illinois, is on the air again. I'm sorry about that noise. Fez is wearing some overalls and a straw hat. What are you doing over there, Fez? Oh, you're becoming a bootlegger. Okay, well, why don't you finish your bootlegging when we're done with this episode, okay? Come over here and sit down. All right, you ready? Okay, so tonight's movie is a really bizarre, kind of mirror-mirror version of the Andy Griffith Show. For those of you that don't know what mirror-mirror means, it's an opposite dimension where everything you know that is good is evil, and everything you know is evil is good, okay? So, in this movie, which is called Murder in Coweta County, Andy Griffith plays John Wallace, a 1940s bootlegger, just a vile villain, very unlike the Andy Griffith you know from Mayberry. And it's really it's really some good work because he kind of plays the same guy as Andy Griffith in Mayberry, but everything he does is mean and evil. Let's have a look to see who John Wallace is to the town and the real John Wallace behind the veil that he uses to hide his evil ways. Golden Road. Say the alcohol's got the eyes on the Noonan Pass. I'll see you boys later. Hey, sir. Thank you. I need a ride to services. Well, now, John, I got this venture out there in the car. He's once been cycling gas on the farm tank told me when I called him to bring him to you. Take him out of there. Get out of there, boy. Take the cuffs off of him. Put your thieving hands up against that door jam. Mr. Wallace, I didn't do it. Put him up there. Please, Christian soldiers marching as to Your voice and choir this morning. My apologies, Reverend, but the ox is in the ditch. <laughs> However, I heard that uh, you'd be making an appeal for the new pews this morning, and I, I didn't want to neglect my Christian duty, so uh, <laughs> I'll send over some of my field hands to do the labor. John, I'd say there's more charitable man in all may weather. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend. Thank you. Service is good this morning, I bet, wasn't it? Hi there. Hi there. There you go, huh? 
Mr. Wallace, Andy Griffith, editing out the words but leaving them in because I think it adds to the shock value of seeing something like this on television in 1983. Uh, it was just bizarre world, you know, because, you know, Channel 9 used to show every day, Andy Griffith's show was on twice a day, I think. And uh, just to see somebody like that doing something like that at, you know, I was 11 or 12, it was just bizarre. And uh, I keep saying bizarre, but that's the only way I can describe it. I've never seen him play something so evil or just mean. Well, after that, he goes to meet up with his sharecropper tenant named Wilson Turner, who was doing bootlegging outside of the regular Wallace bootlegging and he didn't like that very much so he told him to pack his stuff up and get off his land even though he had crops in the field and to get out of the county or it'll be bad for him so you know he was a sharecropper in the uh, 1940s you know I'm pretty sure they only went up to like sixth or seventh grade <laughs> is, that, is that okay to say I don't know but anyway he uh, he stole one of uh, Mr. Wallace's dairy cows and Mr. Wallace found out about it and had one of his detectives pick him up and bring him to jail. And he was sitting in jail waiting and the lady who does the food and stuff in the jail said that she got a phone call from the sheriff and to just let him out. Now this isn't sheriff that's played by Johnny Cash. We're going to get to him in a little bit. This is just a, a town sheriff that he's buddies with. Kind of the guy who uh, you heard in the beginning that brought him is a guy that was stealing from him with the car in the clip that I played earlier. So here's where they let Wilson Turner out of jail. No, no strings attached. And this is what happens next. Yes, Sheriff Collier told you, been released. No, boy, you're wrong again. You ain't been released. You Okay. 
Alameda County. Keep going. John, this is Lamar Potts County. Keep going. That was the sound of Andy Griffin's gun going off and him driving off. Now what happened was they chased him out of town. They emptied out his gas tank, but he had enough gas to get across the county line. And he pulled into a restaurant and started screaming for help, as you heard. And everybody came out to see what was going on. And Wallace got out with his cronies and didn't care whether he knew he was in the county or not. He didn't care, and he just threw took care of business with that guy and put him in the car and took off. And then everybody went to get uh, Sheriff Potts, Lamar Potts, who is played by Johnny Cash. And he's the good-hearted sheriff that's almost Mayberry-like with the way he treats the people in town. And it's just a strange thing to see Andy Villain play, or Andy Villain, Andy Griffith playing a villain and Johnny Cash playing a good sheriff, and it's just, it's strange to see some of the scenes in this film. But let's check in with the sheriff and what he's doing around the town to try to find out what happened. And then he fell and didn't move. He was dead, Sheriff. He had to be dead. It's all right, Mr. Wilson. It's all over now. Would you see Mr. Wilson? I'd be glad to. I got hyperlysis number on that tan four-door and description of the assailants, and the witnesses are inside whenever you want to talk to them. How about the truck? Well, license frame said LaGrange Motor Company, so I called him up. And this registered to a Wilson Turner. He's a tenant farmer over on John Wallace's place. And Lamar, the feller who did the killing, well, he sounds an awful lot like John Wallace. He got as far as he was going. Run those chase car numbers through Atlanta. Cross-check them against the local registries. Send some of you boys by Turner's house. Ask around. See if maybe he shows up somewhere. He might still be alive. More. John Wallace, he just about owns Merriweather County. This ain't Merriweather. License numbers came back from Atlanta. It belonged to Herring Savell. Wasn't he indicted on murder a while back? Killed a man over a poker game, shot him in the back. Five witnesses, Wallace got him off. 
Any sign of Turner? No, but guess where he was right before Wallace got a hold of him. Where? How about Sheriff Harvey Collier's jail? Let's go. Mark, can I drive this time? That's right. Sheriff Potts decides to go after John Wallace with the book of law and goes into Meriwether County, which is the county where John Wallace was the king of his kingdom, and starts investigating. And at first, he does not get anywhere with the town people because Wallace is the greatest person that they've ever had in the whole county with his church payoffs and helping out people and, you know, illicit activities and scummy things that he did. And Sheriff Sheriff Hardy Collier starts getting nervous and makes a visit to John Wallace, who is, he's totally oblivious. He doesn't care. He doesn't care that he did this. He doesn't think anything's going to happen to him because he's been doing this so long. It's really chilling to see uh, somebody that can just do this kind of thing and get away with it for so long that he does not care. He doesn't care. He doesn't think it's worth anything that he killed this guy. And Andy Griffith is playing it perfect. He's playing. It's watching Sheriff Taylor not be evil. It's an evil sheriff. I know I keep going to this, but it's just weird. It's it's just something weird to see. So let's get to where uh, Sheriff Collier comes to confront uh, John Wallace about the situation. And then John is kicking back up on you again. Me talking, John. Keep working with the boys. Keep working with them. Sheriff Potts paid me a visit this morning. Yeah? What do you want? What he wants is a man who killed Wilson Turner. Is that what got you so bothered? Real bothered. Turn was nothing but thieving, weaselly white trash. What kind of man's gonna go breaking a sweat over the likes of him? <laughs> Lamar Potts. The man was insolent. Stole from me. I let him get away, and every dirt farmer I got's gonna want to start helping himself with my possession. I had to kill Turner's business. Potts ought to understand that. Don't say things that way, John. Now, if you don't walk right, Potts will come at you, and he keeps coming. Hey, you remember that field hand that killed his wife and chopped her legs off? Now, Potts tracked him all the way to Kansas and yanked him out of the wheat field. That was again. It don't make no difference to him, John. I don't believe you know who you're talking to. This is the kingdom. This is Merriweather. Nobody around you gonna say a word against me. Except you didn't kill him in Merriweather. You killed him across the line. With eight Kaida witnesses and a sheriff that won't quit. Now, I'm telling you, John, if Potts can find a nigger in Kansas, he can sure find white trash in a swamp. Now, I don't know, and I don't, I don't want to know where you dumped the body. But wherever it is, Better be hit good. So after the conversation with the sheriff, John Wallace started getting nervous. So he went and visited his seer, a swamp witch that lives out in his county and is somewhere out there. And that is just, that's another surreal thing in this. You wouldn't expect to see in an Andy Griffith movie. Two women living in a cabin and one of them's a witch. You, I'll leave that to your imagination.
Uh, here's a little clip of that. Evening, Mr. Haley. Well, you went ahead and killed him, didn't you? Who told you that? I have seen the wicked spreading himself like a green bay tree. <laughs> Even the Sally. I'd like a reading. What do you see? Deep in the well, deep in the woods, a body is lost, but not for that. What else do you see? A man who is strong, a man who is true, a man who is just as determined as you. Will you find the body? Steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and the evil shall go down into the mire. Will you find the body? You encourage yourself in an evil thing. You accomplish an evil thing. God's arrow shall bring you down. Answer me, will you find the body? You shall be brought to the bit of destruction. Damn you, you old witch! And Damnation be unto you, John Wallace. So after that visit, things start really going down south for uh, <laughs> for John Wallace, and uh, he gets he starts uh, toying with things like where he had the body, and I don't want to get into it in case he watched the movie and stuff, but. Uh, it becomes apparent that he's going to be closed in on, so he tries all he can to hide the evidence and get rid of it, and then the sheriff finally gets a breakthrough, and we'll put this part in here now, and then I'll play a little bit at the end, but I don't want to ruin it, but uh, this movie was kind of a, a soft pilot, if you will, like the uh, Demon Murder case where Andy Griffin, once again, he played a, South, uh, he played a New England... Uh, he played one of the people from The Conjuring. I can't think of their name right now. But he was the husband and wife uh, from The Conjuring. He was the husband in that movie. And uh, it was just different. It's like, And it was the same year, too, 1983. So I think Andy Griffith was fishing, trying to get something going. And eventually he was throwing things against the wall. And I think Matlock finally stuck to the wall for him. But, uh, yeah, this is where... Uh, Sheriff Potts confronts John Wallace and lets him know that he got him. And it is a sweet scene. God, I miss Johnny Cash. I miss Andy Griffith, but I miss Johnny Cash too. Here we go. Well, we've only 
covered a third of the territory, and that's if he hid it in the kingdom. We gotta keep going. I can't hold Wallace forever without evidence. Well, we got enough to prosecute kidnapping and assault. He killed the man. That's what he's gonna pay for. Sheriff, that was County. Tom Strickland broke. He wants to talk. Cousin Talk gave us all the details about him and Henry Mobley in that second car. Is that right? Uh-huh. About how you waved him off at sunset, how you come back by with Turner's body, transferred it to Mobley's car, took the back road to your place, stopped at your pasture gap, slung Wilson Turner over your shoulder and walked off in the woods. You have to understand, Sheriff. Tom Strickland's kind of family fool. A little pressure, and he's allowed to say anything. I wouldn't get too carried away with it. What did he say about me? Everything. He didn't say I killed nobody, did he? I just done the driving. I didn't kill nobody. Shut up, you stupid fool. You remember that poker shooting? You remember who got you off? You owe me. But I didn't kill Turner. You did that. I'm not going to hang for you. Shut up, I said. I don't know, John. Looks like the kingdom is beginning to crumble. It don't make no difference what they say. You still don't have a body. Sheriff, Elsie just checked in. He thinks he found something. You remember Elsie Hancock, don't you, John? He's the one that got your uncle. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash, Sheriff Potts, with the slow rambling talk and just put the pressure on. I love how he turns and says, he says, what did he tell you? And he goes, everything like that. Oh, that's just great. That's classic Johnny Cash acting for you. Uh, this would have been a great series i think and it, i include a couple of scenes where you know the car whenever he drives a car it's crazy he's like a horrible driver and i think this would have been a good uh good uh, tv series for johnny cash to play the sheriff kind of like in the heat of the night style television series but the weird thing about it is they did it with such a horrible crime and uh, such shocking dialogue and subject matter for 1980s television you know some of those words still today are horrible here on television and they were just flying them off left and right on that show. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was, it was a good made-for-TV movie, Lost in Time. Uh, can't see it very much, except YouTube has a pretty decent copy, and uh, so does Amazon Prime. I bought it. Uh, one of the things that you'll never get out of your head if you see this movie is Andy Griffith with a shaved head in an electric chair. Yeah, that's uh, one one. That's something that stuck in my. That's why I searched this movie out because I was looking. I remembered, I remembered seeing the end of it when I was younger, and he was in an electric chair, and I was just going, "What the hell is going on?" And then I remember something about him talking about uh, 
embalming fluid on cigarettes for LSD, which I'm trying to track that one down. I think he made two made-for-TV movies where he played a sheriff that I'm going to look into and see if I can find that out. But, uh, yeah, so sometimes you sit back and say, What is causing all this? What I think caused this uh, pilot to be made was the 1981 series called Walking Tall with Bo Sevenson playing Southern Sheriff Buford Pusser. It only lasted for a few episodes, but it sticks out in my mind. I remember watching it on Saturday nights, I believe it was on. And, uh, you know, bringing the heroic Southern Sheriff who doesn't uh, take grift and uh, fall back, he goes strong in. And that's the kind of character Johnny Cash was playing, apparently Lamar Potts was. And uh, I don't know, I just, I find these kinds of things very interesting to see uh, how they play out as a teleplay as opposed to the real story. Which I'm going to leave the uh, real, the anniversary clip from the news about it on here because you know some of the things that they said in the film were a little uncomfortable i wasn't sure if i was going to put them in but i reversed them and you know it's just weird seeing somebody who's mr wholesome swing out bombs like that and just uh play someone so evil like i keep i must sound like a bad uh record i keep skipping back to that uh subject about andy griffin being a villain and i'm just not used to it but you know hey uh give this movie a shot and Fez, don't try to carry those bottles up the stairs without tying them onto the cart. What are you doing? Stop, stop. Oh, look that. SHK Radio is going off the air. Remember, I have an email, shakysubjectmatter at gmail.com. Let me know if there's something you'd like me to talk about or not talk about. <laughs> so... All right. Good night. It all started with a milk cow. In the spring of 1948, a man named William Turner stole a milk cow from a pasture in Meriwether County, a bit of cattle rustling that cost the uneducated sharecropper his life. The cow belonged to John Wallace, a bald, barrel-chested bootlegger respected and feared in his community, including Meriwether County lawmen. Sheriff Hardy Collier arrested and jailed the cow thief, Turner, but John Wallace wanted him dead. John Wallace uh, was a law unto himself in Meriwether County in 1948. If uh, he figured a man needed killing, that was reason enough. Margaret Ann Barnes covered the story for the Noonan newspaper 50 years ago. And it was sanctioned by the sheriff. I mean, there was no question. If he wanted it done, he got done. Turner was arrested for stealing the cow and held for nearly two days here in the old Meriwether County Jail, denied the opportunity to make a phone call to contact his family or to try to hire a lawyer. And while Turner was here in jail, John Wallace was hatching a plan to have him killed. When the clock at the courthouse struck noon on April 20th, 1948, Sheriff Collier dropped the cattle theft charge against Turner and released him from the jail. When Turner walked out of the building, Wallace and some of his friends were out here in the street waiting for him. So Wallace and his buddies chased? Chased Turner, and Wallace was shooting at him all the way because he didn't want him to get across the county line into Cayuga County. Wallace and his boys chased Turner's pickup truck up Highway 27, trying to run him off the road. 
After Turner crossed the county line, he pulled over at a roadside restaurant and ran for help. There were eight witnesses as John Wallace pulled up and crushed Turner's skull with the butt end of a shotgun, then loaded his body into the car and drove back to Meriwether County. He figured he could take him back to Meriwether County and dump the body, and the Sheriff Potts couldn't find him. The witnesses phoned Lamar Potts, the respected sheriff of Coweta County. Unlike the Meriwether County Sheriff, Potts had no ties to Wallace. Based on the witnesses' accounts and despite warnings of reprisals, Potts personally arrested Wallace and his accomplices, but not before Wallace wickedly disposed of the dead man's body. Wallace's family owned 2,000 acres of property in Meriwether County, an area that locals called the Kingdom. With the help of two loyal sharecroppers, Wallace found a spot deep in the woods near his home, lit a bonfire fueled with gasoline, and used it to burn up William Turner's body. How badly did Potts need to find a body in order to make a case? Well, he had to find. It was why you either had to find a ring or bridge work or the body or some portion of it. Or, or you can't go to trial. Yeah, or you couldn't go to trial because corpus delicti was necessary. Potts and a posse of volunteers combed the woods near Wallace's home. Twelve days after the killing, an agent named Elsie Hancock found charred bits of bone and teeth in a stream near the site of the bonfire. The remains of William Turner filled only a tiny matchbox, but it was enough to make a case against John Wallace. The trial was a sensation, filling the courtroom and its balcony in Noonan. The defendants still confident a jury wouldn't convict him. But key witnesses testified against him, including the owner of the restaurant where Wallace killed Turner and the two black sharecroppers who helped destroy the body. Wallace was convicted and sentenced to death, and Sheriff Lamar Potts became a legend in his own time. This was a man that was just very courageous. He really believed in even-handed justice. This was what was so wonderful. John Wallace, too, remains an infamous figure. Even today, John Wallace Road runs through the family property in Meriwether County called the Kingdom. Though green paint now conceals the first name, this may be the only road in America named for a man executed for murder.